Why, hello there, and welcome back to the Clubhouse with Mariano Bofmate. I'm your host, Mariano. As always, I want to thank you guys for coming back if you've been here for the past few weeks. And if you're new here, also, thank you for showing up now, too. Before we get started, I want to remind you all to make sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Podca- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're already starting. I can't even get to the intro. Was he this like yes, he was. It was. It's not even a show for you. It's just when he dies. Subscribe to us on Apple. Oh my God! Before, before. Apple podcast. All right. Before, as I was saying, before we get started, I want to remind all of you to make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. All the forums you receive my sweet voice notes on. We're also on Instagram. If you don't know, follow us at the Clubhouse MB for housewife memes, required readings for the upcoming episodes, and more of me bitching about all the things I love to hate. So now I have to do some introducing to the people you've already heard cackling in the background. This week we are not only joined by one guest host, but two. Two we have stray the, cats. <laughs> two stray cats. We have the ever annoying Steven back yet again for more. He loves it. Welcome, Steven. I didn't drive once again. I can't go home. <laughs> and now to introduce our new guest host to the clubhouse. She is the bane of Steven's existence. That's she is my emotional soulmate and a lover of all things Beverly Hills, Miss Sabrina Nicole Musto. Welcome to the clubhouse. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, great. I'm just here to make Steven's life ten times harder. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And Steven's That's already good. starting with my iPad again. Do you want me to tell everybody what you're writing on here? I would not like that. Okay, good. So we're going to keep it moving. All right. How does everybody feel to be in the clubhouse together? I feel like I'm in Andy Cohen's presence. Oh my god! Thank you so much! Physically, it's hot in here. Oh, it's honestly, it's never really this hot in here. Um, So guys, what are we excited about? What's going on? How was everybody's week? I have a funny story. Okay, tell us a funny story. One time. (laughs) Sabrina and I were driving in a car. Oh, okay. So I was in a car. Is this your answer to how is your week going? (laughs) This was five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. An old woman is crossing the street. <laughs> she beeps at this woman. <laughs> Did you really? I don't I believe that. You beeped at the woman? <laughs> but she was driving. <laughs> You're a sick fuck. <laughs> Do you remember this? So wait, so Sabrina, because you, we went to, me and Steven were walking before, as you know, we set this whole day up. He, don't, 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 as we were walking, he goes to me, you know, Sabrina's going to be on today. Um, I have to think of something funny to say about her. Like, I have I have to come up whether with something. Whether it's true or untrue. Uh, he literally said whether it's true or untrue. He said, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm still going to say it. I've been doing this for five years. <laughs> oh. All I have to say is, Steven should mind his manners. Yes. I have a lot of truth. <laughs> That's good. She ones. She has real ones. Oh, something funny did happen this week. Oh God, here we go. We were booking our hotel rooms for Mohegan Sun for Sabrina's birthday weekend. Yes. And Mario has to sleep in our bathtub. (laughs) Oh, okay. And he paid just as much as the people that get paid. It was either I (laughs) am literally sleeping on the floor of one of our friends' room, Victoria's room. Or I had to pay for my own fucking room you on my that. own. 
Can't do it. That's ridiculous. Did we mention the part where Steven was going to cut your throat? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> not to mention, he's supposed to be like whatever, but you know, he wouldn't have me in his room. It would be too much for him. I to really want to get the text of Sabrina saying, we can't just, where is he going to sleep? Exactly. <laughs> she was at least concerned with my well-being, unlike yourself. I have to say, I'm coming off really good right now. <laughs> you look like shit. It's nothing this new. Is, this nothing is, new. we're really just painting the most accurate picture that we can for everybody listening. It's what we love. If everybody only knew the amount of, I would have to say effort to get us all to this very point, the amount of fighting over just, not even just, this past week. I have one more funny thing. But over... Oh, God. But over... But this one's going to piss Sabrina off. No. But over the past... We got back to Mario's house today oh. at 1141. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I... Okay. Can I tell you that's sad? I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay, it's wait, the Lord's work. Wait, wait, wait. It's the Lord's work. Big Let's get it. It's true. Big it's true. true. That's all. Listen, 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 so listen. Let's tell the story. So we I put both of these big heads into a group chat. I said we have to figure out what we're gonna do for this weekend. Like, let's go to lunch before so we can prep, then we're gonna go to the show. So Sabrina had to do some errands in the morning. Me and Steven go on our morning, <laughs> Saturday morning walks as we do every time. So we always go 10 to 12, and then 12 o'clock we go to lunch, whatever, do the whole thing. I Sabrina asked. was like, Sabrina was like, hey guys, can we go 15 minutes earlier? Because I'm going to be running around. Me, I was not on my phone at the time. Chaos ensued. <laughs> Chaos absolutely went abrupt. Yeah. I said no. Or Steven said, that. so you're going to meet us at Mario's at 12 or the <laughs> restaurant at 12 15. <laughs> So then I had, a, of course, butt in. We came to the conclusion that we were just going to meet at my house at 12. However, today we actually did end a little bit earlier than expected. Because, because he was 15 minutes late to my house. And I knew that if we took the full lap, we would have been late for you. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let's just cut it short. So, all right, good. So let's get into it now. Now that you have met my lovely guest host for this week. This week, we are going to be recapping the third season premiere of Selling Sunset, which I have to say, I was very surprised I liked it. It was a mix of Million Dollar Listing LA and Siesta Key, which we'll get into it. Then there was The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 10, Episode 13, which was yet another continuation of the Denise stuff. Um, we have a lot of tech releases. We're going to get you caught up on all the things that are happening with The Bachelorette's new season and so much more. We're going to be hitting all my favorites as usual, including the tech update, screening room, main stage, Netflix top 10, our controversy of the week or who said that, a positive story and a helpful hand of hope, and always lead out with what shows we're going to be recapping next week so you guys can follow along as well. So without further ado, let's get started. So first up in the tech update, I mentioned this a few weeks back, but now until October is really like a release season in the tech world. Not only did, <laughs> like seriously, coronavirus right I'm now. I'm sorry. You're doing this there's, to us? There's a ban on sneezing? We're in a confined room. You both have antibodies. antibodies. You both have antibodies. Oh, I have antibodies. <gasps> antibodies. Oh, you should get a room. Rich. Really 
Get rich. We're rich with it. Our blood is pure. He's just jealous. Anyway, not only did Google release or announce three phones this week, Apple also released an updated 27-inch iMac, and Samsung had their unpacked event that included five new products coming our way. We're going to break them all down for you, so... First up, we have the Pixel 4a, Pixel 4a 5G, and Pixel 5 released and <laughs> Oh my god, you too. With the sneezing. With the sneezing. <laughs> First seasons are fine though. I'm sorry. We know if anything it's a good sneeze because we're gonna get antibodies. Um anyway, so in a very unconventional way, Google announced and released their lineup of phones for the rest of the year. If you remember a few weeks back, we talked about the Pixel 5 and 4a being repeatedly leaked and well. The wait is somewhat over. So as of August 20th, you'll be able to purchase the 349 the $349 Pixel 4a, which is a great deal for a phone. It has a 5.81 inch screen, a bunch of cameras, no 5G on this one, but honestly at this point, that's fine. There's nothing particularly special about this phone other than the price, which is the point. It's actually supposed to be available weeks ago, but Cordonitas kept delaying it. On to the other two. So Google went ahead and beat the leakers and bloggers to the punch and basically let everybody know in advance that they have their flagship Pixel 5 coming out this fall, as well as a 5G version of the Pixel 4a for $150 more. They also released a teaser image of the both, and I must say the little white specks all over the 5 gives an intergalactic vibe that I do like. Hopefully, though, the leaks we saw a few weeks back isn't the final phone because that shit was trash. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because that shit was trash, period. It, it was. It was like, it was, the problem with that phone in particular is like everybody is going towards this new design language that has no bezels. It's all about like clean lines, all screen, nothing more. This one had this giant, like, fucking forehead that it's like what is this the iphone 4 that we have this giant like unusable screen real estate it was unnecessary anyway we'll have to wait a little bit longer for the big release day which of course is coming up soon up next we have the samsung unpacked 2020 event Samsung does what Samsung loves to do, and that is release a boatload of devices at one time with very confusing name schemes. So this week we got the Galaxy Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra, Galaxy Z Fold 2, Galaxy Buds Live, Galaxy Watch 3, and Galaxy Tab S7. Um, everybody knows that the Note is a somewhat upgrade from the their other flagship, which is the Galaxy S line. They usually take whatever was wrong with the S and then fix it in the note and then add a stylus and there we go, which is basically what we got. We love living and learning from our mistakes. We love living and learning. We love it. They, they, I will say they actually did that. The cameras are supposedly, supposedly supposed to be phenomenal. Um, people are taking gripe with the Note 20, the regular model, um, because they didn't go like full like spec heavy on that one um and that's what everybody expects from the note line it's the fixes and the bump up and that's what you're looking for the note 20 ultra really is what the note is supposed to be it's a beast it has all the cameras in there it has the top notch processor it has the bigger screen it has the curved edges on the screen all that fun stuff um the galaxy z note fold 2 is there like out there phone with the curved display that curves in. It's using the flexible plastic screens that were 
plaguing their last model, but supposedly they did a really good job on this one. Oh, it's yeah. supposed to what? I don't know. Foldable phones just scare me. Why? Uh -huh. I, like, <laughs> I just, I hate them as, okay, listen, as a Razer girl from the 2000s, if... <laughs> <laughs> That's new. <laughs> I just choked. <laughs> Wait, what color razor did you have? Pink. Mm. Of course. My sister you, had the pink you one. You as well? <laughs> I, I did not get the pink one. No. I had the, well, I was a brat. I actually, okay. Funny story about the razors. So I had two razors. My first razor, I had it, and my dad was calling me, and I picked it up, but I also was taking piss. So as I was on the phone with my dad, I couldn't flip it. I couldn't like flip it and pee at the same time. So I dropped the phone in the toilet. See, these pieces are insane. And on it. And then I flushed it. <laughs> I got so nervous. I flushed. This is what's insane. I got so nervous. Did anyone have a firefly? No, but I wanted one so bad. You wanted a firefly? Oh, yeah. That was like the coolest thing. That was cool? That was not cool. It was really? not cool. Why you had a fire firefly? Yeah, I got it for you. Would be the kid that Listen, had a firefly. Listen, if there's a note for Samsung, it's like, <laughs> hello, these are the problems that we got rid of when we got iPhones. Yeah, the flipping your phone to fall in the toilet and flush it, it, just, <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. I was, I think I was like ten or like eleven at the time. That Why was did crazy. you flush? What did it flush? I was, I was so nervous. Did it go down? No, well, it, it couldn't like fit down, but then I, I didn't have the phone anymore. So then I had to call my dad on the house phone because he was like, what happened? He heard, he heard me go underwater. Why would you even call a 10-year-old? What's he going to say? I don't I don't remember what conversation was. Did I you was, eat your cheese sandwich? <laughs> yes, I did. There was just a lot going See on. See you later. Um, okay, so they also had the Galaxy Bud Lives, which is their take on the wireless um, earbud trend that's going on. Um, they're like, I don't mind the design. Okay. Did you guys see the, de the design of them? I did see the design. Okay. And again, I'm scared. <laughs> okay. When I purchased my first pair of AirPods, I was like, I'm going to lose these. There's no way. If one falls out of my ear. Yeah. These are, these are smaller. These are worse. Yeah, it's more compact in your ear. But if I'm walking to my office and one falls out of my ear, that's it. It's gone. That's true. Because that happened to me once on the subway. Did it really? Luckily, there weren't a lot of people on the subway, but it did like... It bounced. So you like, found it? Car. Yeah, I, like I watched it like bounce, but oh god, out of my ear. And I then mean, I put it back in my ear. Ew, <laughs> that is so out. disgusting. You relax. Which also, like subways and uh, like a complete tangent, but like with everything going on, they're like, oh, we shut down the subways to clean them. Like, did they not used to clean the no. subways? No. They never cleaned the no. subways? No, they never That's disgusting. Yeah. Have you been on the subway? Well, yeah. I mean, it looks like they haven't been cleaned, but I thought it was just like, you know, just wear and tear. Just the New York spirit? Just the New York spirit. <laughs> no. Urine and like rodents in the air. They do not clean them. I love the subway. That's so disgusting. So much culture. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll keep it. It's like a hot dog in Times Square. It's just New York. <laughs> All right. Um, to close out the Samsung stuff, we also had the Watch 3, which is just their updated version of their last year's model, like blah, blah, blah. Nothing really exciting there. And then the Galaxy Tab S7. So this is supposed to be the one that they're actually making to compete with the iPads since they haven't really done that in a while. But people are already saying, based on the reviews that are out, that it is falling flat. It is not doing what they're saying it's supposed to do. They should have just kept it. Are you going to compete with Apple? Listen, I mean, both. <laughs> 
Samsung and Google both. Like, good for you. I'm really happy that you're coming out with these phones, but people are sluts for brands. They want to buy their sluts, Apple sluts iPhones. Like, it couldn't be me. Oh, could not be me. I could not be me. I couldn't, I couldn't own a Pixel. We talked about this two weeks ago about yeah. OnePlus. So OnePlus is like this new brand coming out with really good phones and all that stuff. But the ecosystem, how are you going to get, like literally right now, just in front of us, I'm got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different Apple products just on this here table. Who wants to get rid of one of them? Who does? You can. None of us. They got us in the fucking teeth. They really do. And I actually think I have my AirPods in there too. So 11. I mean, it's great, but you can't do it. People are never going to give up their iPhone. Speaking of the the uh, tech overlord itself, Apple announced an updated 27-inch iMac that marked the first one of their Macs to switch to an Intel processor. This one has a 10th gen Comet Lake processor it also has an updated higher resolution 1080p webcam and a nano texture display version with a less reflective matte glass and true tone display this is probably the least exciting release of the week for me even though it marks the start of a very important change in apple's mac lineup this imac starts at 17.99 is available to order today and will ship this week what do you guys think about this new iMac? It's perfect timing. People are home now. Yeah. Working from home, learning from home. But my two thought processes are what 10-year-old work doing remote learning needs a $2,000 Mac desktop. True. And what 22-year-old person working in Manhattan needs a $2,000 Mac desktop. I got one for $140 on Amazon and it Ooh. does the same thing. My laptop was outrageous our laptops so means even got the same laptop around the same time literally actually one day apart i ordered mine first and then he jumped on the bandwagon but and he's a brat so he got his before me anywho um i think that's what's going to be more exciting is next year when they're supposed to do the new redesign of the imax um it's supposed to be rumored to be basically like put the ipad pro on like an imac like stand and that's what it's supposed to be. I don't that's going to be sick. Really? I don't know. Like I just like a laptop. I like oh, holding yeah, yeah, it yeah. up and yeah. bringing it with me. I feel that. But Apple are branding geniuses. They oh, really yeah. are. I mean like when I saw the desktop I was like I need this to work, to work <laughs> my most efficient to be my most efficient self working from home. I, I need it. Oh absolutely. With my Dell work oh. laptop. Oh. It's just then you oh. realize you don't need it's, it. It's dust. Oh. That's what it is. Dell? More like this. Dusty <laughs> and crusty. But Don't forget it. They made me want it for a split second. Sorry, Dale. Please, All right. Please sponsor us. <laughs> please. We're looking for sponsors. We have our phone lines open if anybody wants. All right. So let's get into the screening room. So first up, we are going to be talking about The Selling Sunset, season three, episode one premiere, which also, I have to say, I actually also watched season three episode two because season it was it was a really good like show i, I like that show a lot you did did you watch it from the I beginning not yes i watched the first two seasons did, oh but you didn't watch what we were talking about today is what you're admitting to us all right now i'm on my time <laughs> okay anywho season three episode one um i was shocked about how much i liked it because i will say i was a little biased going into it i watch million dollar listing la like all the time and new york actually not consistently but like enough that i know what's going on and they had andy cohen had of course um the cast of la on watch what happens live and they brought up selling sunset and they were all like laughing like laughing hysterically and everybody was like tracy 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 
and everybody's like, Andy was like, what's the deal with Tracy? Like, why are you guys all saying like Tracy? And they were like, oh, well, Tracy has some thoughts about the girls. So Andy, of course, being messy boots that he is, was like, what's the tea? <laughs> Give me the fucking tea. And she was like, listen, she was like being very like politically correct about it. Like she wasn't trying to slam them, but she did. And she was basically like, I don't know them enough to speak on how much they work or don't work. But from what I know, working in this industry in the same area that they say they do, their name is nowhere to be found. She was like, I don't see their name on anything. I don't see them doing anything. Like, I don't know any of these people. She was like, the boys, Jason and Brett, I know them. She goes, they're very nice guys. I see them out all the time. They're, they have a very successful business, but the girls... If I saw them in the middle of the street, I would have no idea who's. Well, let me is. ask you this: as somebody in real estate, if yeah. you went out and sold two four million dollar houses in a year and oh. have a hit TV show, like, would you be working slave True. to the grind? True. I wouldn't. I think though that her point was because this is something that I saw in like the show. I think that Tracy is taking it from this perspective as. She is like equivalent to, let's say, Jason or Brett, that like they're the ones who are bringing in the business. I think that they just kind of hand off the business to the girls, and that's how they have these like million dollar listings for the show. Of course. And I think that that's where like Tracy's like right about because her, she's the one bringing in the dollars. She's out there, she's wheeling and dealing, she's hustling, she's doing her thing just like everybody else on million dollar listing does. But these girls, they show up, they're in like, fucking top-notch outfits and all they have to do is say to jason and brett hey where's my listing for the day and then they get thousands of dollars in fucking commission just waiting for them uh sign me up so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what it's not a bad gig to have it's not it seems like tracy's a little jealous it it, there, it came off that way there was there was tinges of that Throughout whatever she's But she's, she's still sitting in Andy Cohen's Bravo clubhouse. Oh, 100%. So she ain't doing that bad. Anyway, let's get into like the actual girls. So I have to say, I really like Christine. I think like she is, she looks like an absolute bitch, but she's doing the most business. So let the haters hate. Like she shows up, she has like, she was doing the Botox and the burgers and <laughs> it was a success if you ask me. I think if I want to be one of the girls... I want to be Christine. Christine. I do. She's bringing in the dollars. She's bringing the drama. She's doing what she does. You talk, can tell she would do well on her own. Oh, even yeah. Even without this gig. She's a hustler. Oh, yeah. I think she has what it takes. She's, if I had to watch season one and two, and maybe Steven, you could talk to this, but I feel like she was the one who was kind of like leading the girls to slaughter. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> She's good people. I think it was like the first episode of season one. Like, I was like, what is that? You know how, like, the Netflix, it kind of just, like, plays it without yeah. your permission. Without yeah. consent. You know, it just, <laughs> just keeps going. And then you click into it. It's like, oh, well, this show's been playing for five minutes. You were watching it. You didn't even know you were watching it. And, like, the first episode, she, like, flipped out on someone. But at the time, I was like, yes. What did she do? What it was the She just, like, flipped out. Like, very uncharacteristic of, like, a reality show. Uh, it was, like, a real... Like, a real flip out? I can tell out. you don't watch a lot of Bravo. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I was like, this is good TV. <laughs> if only. If I'm having only. Amsterdam flashes right now. Let me preface sort of my reality show watching experience. Yes. Of course. Ten years ago, I used to watch Keep It Up with the Kardashians. Love it. Of course. And, and that's really it. That's, the OGs. That's where I started. Of the reality show that we know. Now, my reality show, 
Hell's Kitchen. Oh my god. There's Get out of no here. show like it. Alright, goodbye. You, goodbye. You, my friend, are an idiot sandwich. You <laughs> fucking cow! <laughs> the fucking filler! <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. Remember when he was on New Girl for like a yes! cameo on New yes! Girl? That was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, good. You know Mario's never seen New Girl? It's tragedy. I've seen I, like clips that you I guys made, him watch, made me yeah, watch. I said watch yeah. this episode. It was the episode where Schmidt, I was like, this is how you, like this is how <laughs> you view our friendship. It was the episode where Schmidt gave Nick a cookie and he was like, I got you your favorite cookie. Nick was like, alright, thanks. Schmidt was like, Thanks. You know the episode I'm talking about? Because yeah. like, I just feel like you don't care about my friendship. <laughs> <laughs> but that's both of you to each other at any, like, no. in any game. <laughs> Wait, give us the tea right <laughs> now. Schmidt. We're about to get the tea. Schmidt. On different Outside days, looking in. you are both either a Nick or, or a Schmidt, Schmidt in that situation. It's both of you. It's ongoing. It's, I love it. I, it's whimsical. It's, it's whimsical. It's it whimsical and it's, it's fun. Speaking of whimsical, and I don't know if she means this on purpose, but I'm very concerned with Amanda's hair. I don't know <laughs> what's going on with her hair, but it's scaring me. Is it like, is it wigs that she's wearing? What is going on? I, I never want to accuse somebody of wearing a wig. <laughs> I, you know, it's just not right. It's just not right. It's not my business. But listen, if you're going to be on TV... You have to, you Step have to show up. up. Yeah, Everybody's going to gonna be watching. You have to show up. 100%. And I think that, the, well, at least in um, the first two episodes that I watched, it seems as though like she's kind of like new to the brokerage. Um, She's kind of like finding her footing as being a real estate agent. And that was kind of like what these intro episodes were about. Her finally getting like her first deal and like all that fun stuff. Um, She did have like a really like soft moment with her kids, which was nice to see. Um, They said that... Um, she got divorced from her husband a few years ago. Of course, I did my research. I looked her up. And she was dating an NFL player who they got divorced about eight years ago. Ooh. She had, I don't remember what his name was. He's unimportant. Um, <laughs> you don't watch football. But exactly. That's why he's unimportant <laughs> to me. You? So they got divorced about eight years ago. She fell on really hard times trying to get them out of it. She had like a really successful interior design career and now she's in real estate, which brings us to Ralph now. Brown. I don't even know what that is. And she's working on it. Um, also, and this is something that we haven't seen yet. And I don't know if you've seen it or Stephen, if you've seen it because you've watched the other seasons. But the like big shocker of the season is going to be Krishnell oh. oh, getting Krishnel. divorced. So yes. wait, speak about that a little bit because I'm a little in the dark about okay. it. Okay, Krishnell... I feel bad. You you see her and she's talking about this new house that her and her husband. She just seems so got. happy. Cause she was truly like gobsmacked in the face by the news of this divorce. So the reports are that oh Justin Hartley from This Is Us, who I love, but now I'm Which like, one is he? Um, Kevin, the Manny. The reports are that Justin Hartley sends Krishnell a text. 45 minutes before the news breaks that <gasps> he will be filing for divorce. No way. So in essence, she found out a mere 45 minutes before the rest of the world. Was this on the show? Is this going to be like documented? Apparently it's going to be documented because it happened during film. But oh, wow, really? I mean, we'll have to stay tuned to see. But oh, yeah. it's just so sad to watch her in these, like this first episode being yeah. like, my husband, we bought this new house. 
house and like this dream home that we just got together and and to me and i think and correct me if i'm wrong but she was like the new girl on the block she when was the, the show first season new right girl, yeah. she was the first season new girl so now girl. she was supposed to have like this amazing arc like she's finally made it guys like she reached this point and it's all gonna be ripped from under her Little not career-wise, maybe, but yeah, personal one. Personal. Oh, and God. they were just recently married. It, like it was like. Does anybody know why they got divorced? Wow, well, I haven't seen yet. Why. All right, I'm good. sure it'll come out. But. So we will have to check back in on that. Um, also, which is like just as terrible. Um, Heather with the constant asking for vegan food. What? What is it? <laughs> Is she, is she, is this just like a dietary up. choice? Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Stop asking. No, no, no. I don't have any problem with veganism either. I'm just saying it's fucking annoying. Like I have a peanut allergy. You want to eat like a rabbit? That's your business. Exactly. Like don't put that on everybody. I have a peanut allergy and I have to, I, I am scolded almost every time I go out to eat when I don't tell the waiter or waitress, hey, I have a peanut allergy. I, like my sister constantly why the, like why didn't why wouldn't you tell them like you have a peanut allergy it's like i'm not gonna put like my dietary pressures on this other person or the table to make sure there's something here for me and something not here for me like i'm grown i can kind of figure out what is and is not at the table that i can or cannot eat i have uh, a different wild, take on this than ginger. you though okay tell me because i have celiac disease yes team celiac team celiac, team celiac. love um, it and i like feel very annoying when I go to restaurants and have to be like, do you have gluten-free options, blah, blah, blah. But it is something that I Outside have of her to usual ask. annoyance. True, true, I mean, like, true, true, true. I could always go to a restaurant and just get, like, whatever chicken dish they have or steak dish they have. But if I want to, like, get creative with what I'm eating, then I have to be like, well, what's gluten-free? Because, you know, you don't know every ingredient. And yeah. It's in so many things that you wouldn't even know about. So that's true. But I think that's also different too. And it's also not a choice. Check. Right, exactly. You have to like check like, hey, is there gluten in this? Like you don't immediately know whether or not something's gluten free or not. I know if something has fucking peanuts in it. Yeah. Not necessarily. Well, okay, like if I go to a Chinese restaurant and there is like some sort of sauce, like a Thai yeah, sauce, you can't. I know yeah. that most likely has peanuts, so I ask. But I don't like stop the table. Is this Vegan? You ever see what was that movie Horrible Bosses where he's allergic to peanuts and he puts it in his shampoo? <laughs> no. He's the guy's like deathly allergic to peanuts. And, and he, he grinds shampoo. it up and he puts it in his shampoo. <laughs> That's it, you're you're looking at me in a very he's diabolical well, way. Well now it's on record, so it's good. It's first degree. So you can't do automatically. it. Let's move on to the Bachelorette stuff. There has been a lot of it. So a little background for everybody. Apparently, Claire Crawley, who was set to be this season's bachelorette, had and had to wait even longer to find love, quote unquote, because of the pandemic, found love in record time. Such record time, she left the show with her new dude and they called in Tasha Adams to finish the season off for her. So, rumor is, or I mean, I think at this point it's confirmed, but anyway, Claire basically fell in love with someone within the first 12 days of filming, and I guess she pulled strikes, so they end up calling in Tasha to finish out the rest of the season instead. There's also a rumor going around that other ladies from previous seasons will be involved in some capacity. Hannah and Becca were supposedly spotted at the La Quinta. The latest is now Tasha, Hannah, and Becca together are going to create a panel of bachelorettes instead for the first time ever. This is not the tea. 
This is not the tea? No. You have new tea. It's not tea. It's just that they were there and just as friend. Oh, so you don't think that this panel thing is real? No, I think that they confirm. <gasps> like, I think it's pretty much confirmed that they were there as like friends. Wells Adams was also there. He was bartending. Uh huh. So I think they're just trying to bring faces on. Ah, as, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. Friend of like how they brought Demi on uh, for Hannah's season, like had her in the van. Oh. It's just like friend of here to lend moral support, moral support. or whatever. Okay. So. Because what I heard, the little whatever, was that they had such a mad dash to get Tasha in. And like, then they had to like fly in like uh, younger dudes, I think, because Claire was like 39. So yeah. they wanted to skew a little bit older, but they had to bring in younger dudes for Tasha. So then by the time they like got everybody together, the like show was like, like a a plume of smoke so they were like we need to do something that would be cool though that would be cool i think it's so soon for becca like that's so soon for becca to be participating in a bachelorette panel tell me the no background because way. i'm not big on in the bachelor universe can i just say i love what claire did what did claire do she, you, what do you mean oh what she left she Listen. left she found her guy she left you're on a TV show, though. You just wasted everybody's time. Oh, yeah. If anything, she didn't waste their time by saying, this is the guy. No, like, she didn't waste the men's time, which, like, okay, is respectable in its own, but you just literally committed a contract of yeah. giving these people a whole season. It's bad enough that the whole coronavirus that they had to wait, halt everything. Yeah. They finally get you back on set, and after 12 days, you're just like, I'm out. For a guy that you... 12 days. 12 days. Ashley, I... I, from like past seasons, uh -huh. big crier. She said, she was like, 12 days. Crier extraordinaire. She said 12 days is just lust. Like, that's yeah. what it is. You cannot feasibly say that this Find is somebody. the person that I'm going to be with forever. I mean, also, let's talk about the actual premise of the show. So let's, what, 24 guys? Like, or whatever, right. depending on the season. 24 guys or 24 girls meet this one person and all 24 people have to fall in love with this one person and then the yes. one person has 24 people to like by in three months time you have to find somebody you love listen i think there's always a point where they know before the end like uh, every what do you mean bachelorette like before hannah brown she's the first one since caitlin bristow i believe Every bachelorette from Caitlyn Bristow, so that was like Caitlyn, JoJo, Rachel, like Becca, mm -hmm. each one, the man they gave their first impression rose to is the one that they chose. Oh, really? Yes. She was, the, she broke the streak, Hannah Brown. That's tea. So, I mean, in my mind, you know, I think a lot of yeah. them know yeah. when they get there, they're going to be like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ride this out and do the whole shebang. Right. But... It's no coincidence that the guys that they're singling out from day one are the ones that they're ending up with. Right. So also then, no, if I that's like, the truth. I don't think they're going into the last episode like still having no idea who they're going to pick. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, but I'm saying it the opposite. Like, how can you tell somebody, basically lock somebody in a room and say, by the time you leave, which is going to be in three months, you have to love one of these people. Like... No, there, there have been Bachelors and Bachelorettes, and I don't religiously watch it. Like, I watch, like, the last two episodes of every season, because mm -hmm. that's when it really starts kicking up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, there have been people that were, like, pick no one. Like, the Bachelor or Bachelorette that pick no one. Really? Right? Is there? No. There was one, maybe. I think there was one that picked no one. No. Like, Fact Peter, check. Peter. He picked no one. He picked, at the end, ended he up with his, his fourth choice. <laughs> he did pick his mom. She he had a mullet. <laughs> he picked Hannah. He changed his mind. 
And now he's with Kelly, who was his like fourth runner up. So he did it. He was. He the, went in order. I think. Oh he's wow! Three. Really? Yes, he ended up with his fourth, run, fifth runner up. Like she wasn't even in the final. She didn't even. I don't even think she went to hometowns. If I'm, I could be wrong, but I don't even think Kelly was at hometowns. But then, okay, then maybe I'm mistaken there. But there's contestants that are like, I just don't like this person, so I'm like, I'm gonna leave. Is that true? No, that has happened. No, that no, but I mean, one of the contestants didn't like the main. So they left it out. Yeah, like, and that probably like, hap like. I think a majority of them feel that. Yeah. They're just like, well, I'm on TV, so I Right, fuck they want to like, stay. I mean, it's just gotten younger and younger and younger. I mean, now they have literally 22-year-old girls. Like, oh, God. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Hannah Ann yes, is our age. I mean, yes. Hannah's our age. So is Maddie. Maddie's younger than us. I oh, think. that's They crazy. are just getting these young girls who are, t- they're teeing them up to be influencers. They're keeping yeah, the Bachelor yeah. Nation. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, am I ready going. to go on The Bachelor tomorrow and find a husband? But the show I'm was created because it was like, this person has just had bad luck with love, yeah. so we're going to, like, give them all these options. But how is it, like, how do you have bad luck with love if you're 21 years old? The recent True. seasons have been a total joke. I really think that the last good season was Rachel. Maybe Ari, because he was older. How far away was that? Was how many seasons are Rachel? She was, I think, two bachelorettes ago, but she mm. was... I thought she was really good. Like, she is married now to her man that she chose. JoJo and Jordan were supposed to get married, but couldn't because of COVID. Like, I think it has worked. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you see these couples that are still together, but I think it's, get, like, the path it's going on, it's just becoming a joke. Yeah. You yeah. know? When, like, I watch Jordan's, se- JoJo season, Rachel season, I'm still like, all right, I believe it. Like, I can, I can dig it. And it makes sense because they're right. both, you know, on their way to getting married. Right. But now, like... The last few seasons? Jokes. I don't believe it. It's jokes. I mean, also, and you mentioned this a few minutes ago, that they end up being with their first impression Rose. Clearly, that must have happened with Claire in one way or another. Why couldn't she just ride out the rest of the That's season? That's I think in some ways, yeah. they all ride it out. Do you right. think we're going to see these episodes? They said that, they said as as far as rumors go, yes, Claire is supposed to be the first episode. I mean, that's good TV. They're supposed to get everything that is Claire in episode one, and that's going to how, like, the rest of the season sets itself up. Yeah. So, I will say, we are supposed to see all of this happen. How it actually happened, really, no one's to say at this point, because it hasn't aired, but soon enough, it should be coming back, yeah. Um, and we will find out more. I feel like we have to go back to this. Yeah, I mean... In the future. This is crazy. I'm excited to see what rolls out. The last few seasons have been complete failures, so... Oh, God. This is... You are not getting a strong endorsement from Sabrina right now. No, I mean, failure. 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 Like, last season, a joke. You have a bachelor Uh, that chooses a girl, gets engaged, leaves her at the reunion, or the finale after show, and says he wants to be with Maddie whose mother bitches her out in front of a live audience, and then three days later, he's together with his fifth choice. <gasps> Great. As you can see, Sabrina is just a casual fan of the show. She she, lo- she is the, she knows the Bachelorette historian. I'm such a fan, which oh, is why yeah. I'm so upset with the last few seasons have become a joke. How do we get someone on The Bachelor? I watch, Correct. you just apply. You could definitely get, like, you could definitely. You have a fiance. No, so. I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. I, my reality TV dreams are elsewhere, not on that show. I'll tell you that. I am so glad we got to do all this. I really learned a lot about the Bachelor and Bachelorette. So thank you to historian Sabrina over there for all this good stuff. Um, let's I contributed. 
You contributed. Yes, I'll give it to you. Let's move on to the Real Housewives of New York 200th episode special. So I was absolutely enamored by this episode. I feel like this was the perfect way to celebrate our 200th episode of Real Housewives of New York. So as we all know, the ladies head over to Cancun for their cash trip. Um, Ramona and Leah do make up Ramona. Ramona sizes her as she does with everybody and basically just says that she is so sorry for the way that she spoke to her and whatever. They made amends just enough to make the cash trip the phenomenal enjoyment that it was. Um, Towards the end of the episode, they go to this little Mexican restaurant. They surprise Sonia, saying that this is going to be her little birthday extravaganza, which as much as Dorinda was trying to do a right thing by saying like, oh, we're going to celebrate Sonia for this little dinner, it still seems like the afterthought that they do for every birthday for Sonia. Like, I felt bad. She meant it with great intentions. I love Dorinda, uh, but it was sad nonetheless. Anyway, they dinner continues on. I'm dying right now just thinking about this still. The dinner continues on. They're having their little conversations. All of a sudden, Dorinda and Luann go to the bathroom. Dorinda, uh, <laughs> Luann comes out. Who are you laughing at? I'm laughing at this scene. It was amazing. <laughs> go to my Instagram at the clubhouse MB. I have the full scene on. Luann walks out singing happy birthday in her cabaret style. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> With a light up poncho and a sombrero on. She's walking out singing. The Leah, Sonia, and Ramona see her start dying laughing. All of a sudden, right when she's finished the first verse... Dorinda comes out with her giant fake tits that she was going to wear to Ramona's party and a head wrap, some sort of golden like sarange on, singing in like the most like vibrato way. Happy birthday to you. Oh my God. And then right when they come back, they come over to Sonia. They're embracing, they're hugging. Dorinda grabs Sonia by the back of the head, pounds her onto her chest, and starts making her motorboat her. But of, of course, Sonia loved every second of it, went back for more. Leah was like rubbing the little guy who brought them the over the drinks on his head's head, just having a blast. Ramona's peeing herself, as she always does in the corner. I just, if you ever needed a reason to start watching New York, that was it. They are just so fucking funny. They keep it moving. You're there for the comedy. Like this season, everybody said how, you know, it's been rough. There's no clear storyline. These girls do not need a storyline. They are just fucking hilarious, worthwhile, so much fun to be there just as they are. Congratulations to the girls. 200 episodes strong. Fucking loved it. Now we are on to the Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 10, episode 13 recap. So we are picking up right where we left off last episode. The ladies just had the big reveal. I'm not going to repeat it because I think by now everybody knows what I'm talking about. And may I just say before we start this, the situation has already gone on for too long. The, this is the 13th episode of the season and it feels like the 130th 
episode. But this is like brand new information that just came out like two weeks ago, but it just feels like we've been talking about it forever. Yeah. It's been in the press. Oh, absolutely. And that's, okay, if we really want to get into it, that's the problem with this show. Yeah. They need to keep things under fucking wraps. Nobody needs to know about the drama of the season as it's happening. What can they do if Brandy Glanville, who's not in contract, True. starts Twitter fingering? True. Nothing, like, they can't do anything. Oh, my God. So... After dinner, the ladies separate and Teddy, Renna, Erica, Sutton, and Kyle go back into Kyle's room and Dorit, Garcelle, and Denise go back into Denise's room, obviously to rehash the night. Renna says something like, this is exhausting her. And I'm like, yeah. No. Me and Rena you both, bitch. said this is torturing her. Oh, it's her. torturing her. Can I tell you? That is the biggest load of bullshit <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. You know that Renna is Loving, Loving it. Every second of this. Don't like this. Stirring. Maybe an unpopular pot. opinion. I really cannot stand Lisa Rinna. I think she is the biggest shit star. Oh. That yet takes no accountability mm. for anything. She's just like, I own everything. And so I can say anything. I think she always accused Lisa Vanderpump of being so manipulative. But I think she pulls a lot of strings on her she own. She is when I honestly, if you would have told me this, I think last week, I would have been like, you know, she's showing signs, but not really. This episode really proved Lisa Rinna. She, producer Rinna, needs to be fired and cast member probably as well. But she has her hand in the pot too much. Yeah. I think going into the season, she was like, okay, everybody hated us last year. I have to make sure that she, she bestowed the responsibility onto herself to try to push this season forward. She's doing a terrible job. She needs to stop. She's being ridiculous. This is her friend. This is oh, one yeah. of her oldest friends. Like extending beyond a reality TV show, this is like a longtime friend of yours that she essentially like Teddy pulled the trigger, but Rena was at that table saying, "Say it, say it." You, oh yeah, you need to say it. Why does she need to say it? Absolutely, why? she was she was the reason why Teddy, but is, Teddy a, is a pretty little fool. Hey, oh, one hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. My favorite thing oh, about yeah. Teddy is that her big thing is she's not gonna do anybody's dirty work, but then everybody silently manipulates her. One hundred percent. I think. But here's the thing. I think first of all, Lisa Rinna is a sh uh, honestly, she's a shit friend, and she has absolutely no allegiances to anybody. No, Eileen, that's Be about it. Uh, Eileen, uh, Eileen, and we saw how far how far she got in this show. You could tell from that first initial um, party at Denise's house, Rinna was ready and willing to throw Kyle under the bus when she when Kyle said, I defend all my girlfriends. Rinna, I defended you even against my sister. And um, Rinna was like, actually, no, you fucking didn't. She was ready for it. And now that she has the opportunity to tell Denise, basically, like, you need to do this for the show... She has no, no loyalty to her friend. And Denise is like, kind of like, and she's been doing it for a while. Where she called her out. I was so happy about absolutely. it. I was like, good, call her out. Oh, yeah. She's like, hey, Listen. like, Rinna, you, I, you've been there for me. You've seen what I've been through. And you're not doing anything for me. Right. And also, speaking of doing things, I have to talk about my girl, Dorit. The queen. 
I love her. She's my queen. I she honestly, it's like she does these things. I swear to God, every time I hear Dorit speak Italian, I want to scream to the rooftops how much I love her. Yeah. F to me, this season, she's just this like season. so meta. She like, I feel like she heard everything everybody hated about her like last year, the year before that, because she kind of got off after her first season. She was really like off a little bit, but now she's like making it almost like a cheeky little joke. There are three queens oh, for me this season. Love I. I think we're going to be on the same page. My three queens this season yes. are... Or... Dorit. Dorit, 100%. Garcelle. Oh, love we'll her. We'll get to her. Oh, love her. And P.K. Kemsley. Is oh! His arc, he was at the bottom of my list. First season that he was on, Panty Gate. I he love is, that. I, like, when I watch them in the talking head together, and oh. in the zebra print, and he's next to her. She looks like the Hamburglar. I live <laughs> I really love Dury and PK. They could do no wrong in Guys, my I'm book. getting FOMO right now. <laughs> well, if you maybe watch the episode, you she, should have jumped in. My favorite thing of this week, Dorit moment, called it right on the head. Sutton's buying all her friendships. Oh, okay. All right. I'll let. I'll get into it a little bit with you on yeah, that. all right. I love Sutton. I think no. that I love her. I think that, listen, she does something. First of all, first of all, I feel like she's getting a terrible edit Bless. But I will Dana. say she gives me Dana vibes. She gives, <laughs> she gives me Dana vibes walking onto her first ever scene, pointing to her twenty five thousand dollars sunglasses. Oh yeah. She gives yeah. me Dana vibes. Everything for me is a bra like a brag. And then when Garcelle turns around and she's like, "Uh, where'd you get all your money from?" She's like, I think that's a very rude question. Yeah, it was. But, okay, and I will say... I like, don't. When you're sitting there flaunting your money, taking people to private, Dolce & Gabbana showrooms, uh, rain which, boots, By TRs, the way... People are going to be curious about where you got your money from. Why can't business. they ask you? Know business. Which, by the way, can we find out, can we do some sort of, like, deep dive into how she became so close with Dolce & Gabbana? <laughs> where did that come Another from? Another reason I hate Sutton. She's in the Dolce & Gabbana oh, private God. showroom. Direct... Hold on. Direct quotes. I told Dolce I was going to Rome and he said, come to a private shopping. I didn't ask. I didn't have to ask. First of all, okay, that's a brag. You're it being is, tacky. It is, it is. Second of all, then you go to the Dolce Gabbana private showing and you have a meltdown in the dressing room. Yeah, but okay, I'll you say- You need to get it together. I think that to her, she is so not self-aware. She doesn't even know when she what she's saying as she's saying it. She can't I'm just going to defend my girl. And also, and pushing a little forward in the episode, I do think, though, that her, when she was at dinner with the girls at the end of the episode, and they were like, oh, yeah, you had, like, your little meltdown in the thing, and she was like, yeah, you know, like, I gained a little bit of weight, like, I don't like the way that my body looks. Like, it happens! It happens. Everybody can relate to that. But what I do think is telling, what I do think is telling, and a part of what I don't like about this show, the girls almost, like, skirted past... The fact that Sutton is probably having, like, a hard time with, like, the way that she looks. And they're all like, oh, stop it. Like, stop. Like, she's the new girl on the scene. She can't if have you wanna, If you want to form real friendships with the girls, this is your opportunity. And not for nothing, and switching topics a little bit, but Kyle... First of all, I think she needs to be reduced next season. Listen, Kyle to me has always been a middle of the pack. Like there is nothing. Yeah, 100% agree the, with you. One of the four lasting uh, OGs in all of Bravo. Uh, like she is a vanilla cupcake. She, she makes. It's she, just bland to me. Always, she's always bland. She tarnishes Teresa Judice's crown that she's held 
New Jersey down for almost now sure. 11 seasons, sure. okay? She went to jail. What did fucking Kyle do, okay? What did Denied Kyle do? Denied her husband's cheating room. <laughs> Which, okay, and let's get into like the meat of it. Perfect transition. Oh, we weren't in the meat of it. Perfect yeah, transition. Listen. But Kyle do, is the first I'm say, one. Everybody's saying, give Sutton her diamond. She cannot hack it with these women. <gasps> I don't care what anybody says. She, oh! she can't hack it. She can't, she does not have what it takes with these women. I don't think Eileen Davidson had it. She doesn't. She, she couldn't, didn't. she couldn't she take did. it. The she drama no. killed her. Yeah. She had to talk everything out. She cannot hack it with these women. She could never sit at a table like Erica Girardi and say, Don't even speak to me like that ever. She can't do it. We can get into Erica. We can get into Erica. I would be She's not shining right this season. Erica right. has not shined, period. She has had glimmers. She's had glances. That's it. She has done nothing for this show in a very long time. Erica's time has well expired. She had, not for nothing, but the perfect example. Look, like I couldn't have planned for it better. She's sitting at the table. This is her fifth season, and she's telling the ladies how Tom is the biggest diva there ever was. Can't even like, I first of all, I would love to see it, but here's the problem: big if we true. don't big if true. We don't see it. We've never seen Tom act this way, so we just have to take her word for it. Why, in five years, have we never seen? We've seen Mauricio be high, higher than a kite on multiple occasions, <laughs> but we have not seen Tom. Be even the slightest bit of anything other than, hey, hon, hey, that's that's all we get. And that is not enough. She needed to be gone a while ago. And that's how I feel about Erica. So let's get back to Kyle a little bit, because I do want to talk about Kyle and Dorit when they had their little lunch session. Kyle and Dorit are oil and water yes. from day Oh my God, one. almost like... Sabrina and Steven. Listen. <laughs> it's Tom and Jerry. That's all it is. They've been oil and water since day one. First fighting over Lisa's friendship. I mean, then last season, it's like all the BS with Do you Teddy. think it's jealousy from Kyle? I don't know what it is. I think like there's a trend happening yeah. in the Beverly Hills world of yeah. bringing in younger housewives. Yes, that's true. That is true. I don't know. Does she think her time is... It should be. Is is leaning? I don't know. Kyle's time should be. But I just think that her and Dorit can't get along. Yeah. Like, now it's this BS with Teddy and other things. And I just think... Teddy, please. No. We saw her for six minutes this episode. That's the way I fucking like it. If anything, we could shorten her up a yeah. little bit too. I'm sure there's resentment from Kyle to Dorit. Because I'm sure she sees that as the reason her and Lisa Vanderpump aren't friends anymore. Interesting. That's interesting. I'm sure it's a little bit of resentment. That's an interesting. I don't know her personally. Concept. I don't. I don't. <laughs> me personally. I don't, know, I don't her. know her. I don't know her. But Dorit kind of like snapped in a way that really wasn't like 100% necessary for the scene that was happening. Like when they're going back and forth about Denise, and then Dorit feels the need to start something with Kyle. That seemed a little bit odd to me. And then for them to have this like elaborate like conversation sitting down at lunch needing to clear the air like not for nothing but if we're like comparing the apples that were all at the table and we want to you know see on the scale of how bad that what Dorit said in comparison to or Kyle cutting off Dorit in comparison to I don't know um potential cheating allegations I think it was pretty small small potatoes small apples yeah Let's close out on yes. this episode. So we're finally at the table. 
Denise, of course, it's brought up about, oh, what's Denise going to do, blah, blah, blah. Me in the back of my head this entire episode, I'm like, why doesn't somebody just call Brandy? Call Brandy. And That's see what Rinna said. Rinna did mention it. She and was like, let's just call her up. But, and again, like, it's, the, it's because we're getting clued in so much that this is being, like, produced in a way that, like, I feel like they said to call Brandy, but for whatever reason, they decided amongst the group that they're not going to because they want to save this storyline as being for the rest of the season, which is ridiculous. Anyway, they're at the table, they're talking, and Denise basically says, well... Brandy actually said that she slept with somebody else at this table. And they all look at Rinna. And they all look at Rinna. <laughs> I love that. Kyle, I love how, because Kyle and Rinna kind of looked at each other, and then Dorit made the same little giggle that Denise did when Kyle first said it. So I was like, are you showing your colors right now? Did you? Did that happen? I think in that moment, everybody panicked. Everything, like, everybody panicked. We're yeah. just going to call Denise a liar because we cannot have that. Oh, yeah. But then Kyle was like, well, listen, it has to be between me and Rinna because they are the only two that Brandy was on but the show then, with. But then both of them doubled down and they were like, but why are you saying this now? And you right. didn't say this last night. Right. You must be lying. Which goes just goes back to producer Rinna needs to be fired because she's a cast member and not a producer. So if she wants to have both roles, she needs to pick one and stay with it. Preferably, I think she needs to be... Producer Rinna. Neither. Yeah. I think she should be neither. Do I believe Brandy Glanville? Oh, let's hear it. I believe that Brandy Glanville is doing anything in her power to remain relevant in this scene. Oh, shit. I believe that Denise... This is big if true. Big if true. Denise. Gigantic. (laughs) I believe Denise until she gives me a reason not to. Because Brandy has given me so many reasons to not believe her. That's true. She's just like, you know. Kyle has said, Kyle has said many a time, which now she's changing her tune. Kyle has said many a time, Brandy is a fucking liar, but only when it's convenient for Kyle. Listen. So does that mean if Brandy's, if Brandy's not a liar, does that mean that Kim was doing crystal meth in the bathroom all night long? Is that the truth? Does Mauricio have other people that he's, you know, cavorting with, entanglements with, like she told her in season two? Is this the truth? I think that Brandy's a liar. I think she wants to be relevant. Denise Richards, listen, Listen. who has this sordid past with the media, the tabloids, you're going to go and have an affair with a woman who is in your direct group of friends that you are still in. That's true. That has ties to this group that was a housewife. You really need to get your jollies <laughs> in an affair. Her jollies! <laughs> with a man or a woman, you're going to pick Brandy Land, who has the biggest mouth, is completely tied to every person in your group that you are now a part of. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Aside I from mean, getting good ratings. I have to be honest. If it was all set up for the show or if Brandy's lying. At first, I thought that Brandy was telling the truth and that they did have sex, but Denise, it shouldn't have been brought up on the show because it, it's clearly like a very, very difficult topic to be touching. Now, as time goes on, I, I, my, my opinions are swaying. I think I need to watch a little bit more to find out how this is really going to shake up. I mean, Brandy out. is convinced that we will all see the truth. Ugh. But I am looking forward to it. I don't buy it. So, thank you so much for this fantastic recap. I really appreciate having somebody I could talk to about this because my other co-host who's been here <laughs> is nothing more but a mute when it comes to Bravo. Anyway, 
let's get into the main stage. So this week, as always, we are going to be going over the Billboard 200 Top 10, and we are going to be going over the Billboard Hot 100 Top 5 and Bottom 5. So first up on the Billboard 200, ending in the week of August 8th, we have at number one a new debut and the one that I love the most, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Number two is a new entry for Logic called No Pressure. Number three is Legends Never Die by Juice World. Number four is Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Number five is Hamilton, an American musical. Number six is Wanna by Gunna. Number seven is My Turn by Lil Baby. Number eight is a new entry for The Kid Laroi. Laroi? Fuck love. Number nine is... Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone, and number 10 is Fine Line by Harry Styles. Moving on to the top five of the Hot 100 ending in the week of August 8th, we have at number one, Cardigan by Taylor Swift as a big debut at number one. She is the first woman in history to debut a album on the Billboard 200 and a song on the Billboard Hot 100 at number one. So congratulations to her. It is well deserved. I fucking love the album. Number two is Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Number three is What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow featuring DaBaby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. I love the way he says this. <laughs> DaBaby. Number four is a new entry from Taylor Swift called The One. And number five is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Going down to number 95, we have a new entry by Logic called Perfect. Number 96 is Be Kind by Marshmallow and Halsey. Number 97 by AJR is Bang. Number 98 is ILY by Surf Meza featuring Emil. Number 99 is One Night Standards by Ashley McBride. And number 100 is Girl of My Dreams by Rod Wave. Moving forward to new releases for this week. We've had a bunch of new releases as always. This week was actually a little bit better than last. We had a lot of like announcements and things like that as well. So let's get into it. For the first release was Noah Cyrus. She released For Once in My Life. I really liked it. I was very surprised by that. Also had What You Need by JoJo. Change Your Mind by Keith Urban, Feels in My Body by Iconopop, Let's Fall in Love for the Night, 1964 by Phineas. We had My Ex's Best Friend by Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear. Rager Teenager off of Troy Savan's new upcoming EP called In a Dream. Daylight by Joji and Diplo. Yala by Abir, and Abir also released a new album called He, or I think, actually, yeah, I think it's an EP. Um, we had Impact, which was amazing, by S.G. Lewis, Robin, and Channel Trace. We had Cool Again by Kane Brown featuring Nelly. Not what I was hoping for. I really was expecting more. We had Freak by Doja Cat. Down to One by Luke Bryan. All I Need featuring Drake on the PopCon album. Victoria Monet released her debut album. I think that's what's considered her debut album, Jaguar. Um, I don't want to speak poorly about her, but I did not really love this. I really was hoping for some Chloe and Haley adjacent beats, but I got like a very like slow jam 70s vibes album um i didn't love it we also had juice world and the weekend 
called Smile. And finally, and most importantly, we had WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan the Stallion. Oh my God, did you guys watch the music video? Yes! Can we just talk about the clean version of the video? <laughs> the dirty version of the video. Well, the it's dirty. Crazy. Cardi B said YouTube wouldn't let her put out the explicit version. It's pornography. But now, <laughs> but now she said that they're working on it and then and it should be out. I it was phenomenal. Oh my god, I loved it so much. I we had um Kylie Jenner, Cameo, Normani, Rosalia, phenomenal. And they did this all during COVID. This was like, I think three months, two months ago, three months oh, ago. Really? Yeah, that they did all this. They I did like not know that. pulled I mean, out all the fucking stops for it. They look Fantastic. Fire. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, loved it. So I'm yeah. not the biggest Cardi B fan. But it was good. But it was good. She's just it was a regular, regular girl from the Bronx. She's just annoying as hell. She is... She has grown on me. She has a wet <laughs> ass pussy. <laughs> there is nothing more. That's the name of the song. <laughs> it's the name of the song. Arlene. Oh, I got many. I got many. <laughs> you got All right. Anyway, let's move on. Not say that. <laughs> so we what have if her parents or someone listens to this. All right, we'll cut it. Um, it's the name of the song. No, it's WAP. WAP is the name of the song. <laughs> what does it mean? It means WAP. No, it doesn't. Man, I know what it means. Say it. No. She said it. She didn't say it. I said it. She didn't say it. Say it. I said it. She, she said it. it. You she have to didn't. say it. She didn't say, say it. it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. Ear pressure. You know what this says? What? He's never seen a WAP. Oh my god! Let me get out. I have to get out while I can. I'm speechless. Please don't do this to me. If you can't say it, he's never seen it. Have you seen it? Have you? Yes, (laughs) I have. Have you? Have you? Um, that's what is disgusting. What is? I will not further comment. Say it. it. We're cutting oh, it all out. I'm sorry. That, that, that you is... are putting it in that I said he's never seen a walk. Yeah, we are cutting it all out. 100%. But this is and all being in now. That's oh, how about we rank the penis sizes of everyone Sabrina's ever oh been Oh my god. Okay, enough. <laughs> Moving now? forward. <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, Alright, I'm going to make a bleep Stevens noise. is the smallest. Bye. No, Get me out. I need to get out. It's all right. We can't say it. Moving forward. We know who this the smallest was. Moving (laughs) forward. Was nervous. How do you feel that two of the four penises I've seen are currently enemies of yours? Oh my god. One of them was the smallest. (laughs) Or cut. No, not cut. cut. No, it's all in. Anyway. I want a recording of this raw. Let's I want, I want the raw cut of this. He would never do that to me. <laughs> Let's move forward. I'll hack you. Let's move forward for the fifth time. Like Dorinda and you Yeah, because Dorinda's important. You're not. Let's move forward. these people. So, my love of my life, the original love of my life, Ariana Grande, is about to secure another bag. So, word on the street is that there is a bidding war going on between Netflix and YouTube Sweetener World Tour movie. As the most recent report says, Netflix is now in the lead for over $4 million. That is so crazy. That's crazy. I hope it happens, though. I have to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I will say I'm a little skeptical about whether or not this actually happens or comes to fruition. By now, we already had um, we already had K Bye for now the live album, and we'll also be a year from when the tour ended in only four months. Either way, I'm gonna be happy whether we you know get it or don't get it because I already had the live album. Um, but I'll be more happy when there's some new music. I think also has a lot of her hair. And... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have to say, good timing for Ariana Grande to lick donuts before COVID time. <laughs> <laughs> if she licked donuts during COVID time, oh, she'd God. be so canceled. No, but, it would never happen. So that was good timing of her to be an asshole, like love way it. before COVID. I love it. I love every second of it. All right, good. So let's close up the main stage. So you have your flashlight on. Um, Why don't you mind your business? <laughs> he was using it to see his penis. He can't see it in the regular Oh way. my Are you kidding me? All right. This is the last episode of The Clubhouse. I think his, he has a we're going. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm, I'm going to say it. Let's close out the main stage with Dua Lipa. She has a, has a micro penis. <laughs> you have a whack. Stop. I just said that about you. You can't piggyback off the joke that I made about you. All right. She's never coming back. <laughs> Let's move forward. <laughs> to close out the main stage, Dua Lipa has announced that she has a album remix of Future Nostalgia called Club Future Nostalgia, the deluxe album coming out. It's supposed to be out on the 24th. We are obviously going to be listening to it. We'll give a full recap. I'm so excited. She said that she is going to be doing remixes of all the songs adding in new artists to every single one of them. It is going to be the event of the century. I am very excited for that. Moving forward to the Netflix top 10. So on the top 10 in the US today, we have at number one, the Umbrella Academy. It is back, but the graphics are still bad. <laughs> number two is World's Most Wanted. Okay, what is this? So Suspected of heinous crimes, they've avoided capture despite massive rewards and global investigations. A docuseries profiling the world's most wanted. This Aww. is my brand. This is for me. So let's all go around the table and take bets on when we'll be making an episode of him on this show. Soon. World's Soon. most wanted. Yeah, world's most wanted. After Probably I, after this episode. <laughs> after I kill you with peanuts in your chamber. It's first degree now. And you. Anyway, <laughs> let's move forward. So number three is The Seven Deadly Sins. It looks like an anime. No. Um, we're no. Just, yeah, we're going to keep moving forward. Um, number four is Work It. Um, it is the dance competition show with Sabrina Carpenter. Love no. Sabrina Carpenter. Do not love this. The title's aggressive. It's just too much. It's too much. And she said Queen Bay instead of Queen B in the trailer, which is just like, that's an immediate like. Cancel. Exactly. Number five is Shameless. Number six is our recap for this week, Selling Sunset. Very excited about that. See them doing well. Number seven is Dennis the Menace. I told you last understand. week that this was going to be popular. Like, this is ridiculous. Which version? It's from 94? 93. You're kidding me. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Number eight. Ooh, Jurassic Park is on Netflix now? I never got the dino obsession. What? I'm being very critical of the top ten because I can't understand. Oh, I'm always critical of the top Dinosaurs ten. Dinosaurs were never real. The CIA planted the bones to discourage us from time traveling. That's good. That's a hot one. Are you serious? Like, are you, do you, is that seriously like a, a theory that's out there? Yeah, it is. Big if true. Big if true. Gigantic if true. But not true. Jurassic almost no. if true. Almost. Oh, God. 
This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> number nine is The Last Dance, back again in the top ten. Man, and number like, ten... What a, what a weird name for a basketball movie. <laughs> Good for Shut Michael it. Jordan. Number ten is Immigration Nation. So this says, with unprecedented access to ICE operations, as well as moving portraits of immigrants, this docuseries takes a deep look at U.S. immigration today. It's on my actually list. probably really good. Yeah, it's on my list. Oh, wow. It's like cops, but ICE. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. But, like, the humor side of cops? Cops is humorous? Oh, I'm thinking of... <laughs> I'm thinking of Reno 9 He's thinking about Brooklyn nine like... <laughs> what? Are they also getting Sandberg for this like... show? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's like, it's like Rush Hour. It's the cop, and then it's Jackie Chan. <laughs> they work for ice. Oh, my God. All right, good. So that is your Netflix top 10 for this week. Moving forward to our controversy of the week or who said that. So I think we all have our own controversies, right? For this week. It's terrible. Mine, I like mine. Okay, so mine is the most depressing one. I have lost fucking power. So Hurricane Isaiah, what is his name? Aseus. No, it's not Aseus. It's whatever. He fucking ruined my life. So basically, trees came down. My power, though, did not, and this is what's the controversial part, is my power didn't get shut off because of this fucking hurricane. It got shut off because a tree came down. They had to get to some sort of power, or they had to get to the tree, so they had to cut my power to get to the tree. So now I don't have power. So when we called them and we said, okay, like, What's the deal? Like, how long is it going to be? And they were like, 24 hours. And we were like, you're lying. Tell us the truth. How long is it really going to be? They're like, okay, fine. <laughs> Sunday. And now today. So when you get home, it'll be uh, no. on Saturday. <laughs> no, they pushed it again. Now they're saying Monday. Okay. I have an actually funny story about the power. Tell me. Tell me your secret. All of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this morning at the crisp hour of 10 a.m., I went to get my laser hair removal treatment. For your unibrow. <laughs> yes, for my unibrow. And when I went there, they had half power. So a brownout of sorts. A brownout. <laughs> a brownout of sorts. So the hallway had no power, and then the first room, which is one of the laser rooms, yeah, had no power. Oh god. So they put me in the laser room, and it was actually not for my unibrow. It was for my wop. Lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> This is disgusting. <laughs> it was for a below the belt area. Love and it. so when you, when you go, they give you like a drape to yeah. put over yourself. So halfway through my laser treatment in room four, the laser stops working. <gasps> Are you serious? Hand to God. Five minutes, because the treatment only takes like 10 minutes. So five minutes in. Half lasered, the laser stops working. <laughs> so the tech starts playing around, and she's like, okay, we're, she gonna, was, we're gonna troubleshoot. She was doing a design as she was going, <laughs> so now you have like a big M. Yeah. <laughs> no, she did WAP. She drew in WAP. <laughs> that's, that's a very layered joke you got there. So then she realizes she can't troubleshoot this laser. So she says, I'm gonna have to move you. Mid treatment. So you know, I mean, I'm not going to redress and no. move around. Oh, that's ridiculous. So I'm like, can I just take this little shawl that I have given me, this paper cover, and just wrap it around and move rooms? 
So, under my little shield, <laughs> nothing underneath. A little scurried away. Carrying my items, I had to move to room one, which was the power blackout room, uh, to complete my laser treatment. God. And that's my, my story about the blackout. That is so terrible. All right, good. Well, I was, um, my Crispin was going to get me a birthday present that included my lifelong dream of going to Australia. Um, thanks to... Previously mentioned, I will say, on your first episode here at the Clubhouse, we did mention that you love Australia. I do love and it. And actually, by that point, I did know that that was going to be the surprise. That is impressive, because you played dumb very well last week. I have... I just... I really I want to well. go there. There was going to be a kangaroo exhibition. Oh. Thanks to COVID-19, uh, it's not happening. Oh, so I don't know what you could possibly do. So what's controversial about this? What's not controversial about it? I've wanted to go to Australia forever. But that's just a sad thing that happened. That's (laughs) controversial. Okay. Sure. All right, Tom and Jerry, let's move on. (laughs) I'll fight her right now. I'll throw punch that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's tell the story. We're so far past it, I want to tell the story. So, me and Sabrina, I I mentioned, I teased this before, that there's so Uh. much history in this room. So, at one point or another, the three of us, either separately, together, on one side or another, have not spoken to each other. It's just, it's something that we know. It's something that we love. It's the name of the game because (laughs) the two people that aren't me on this podcast have big fat traps. (laughs) Okay. You can get into it just as much as we do. You're not liked very well. Which leads us. Oh my goodness. You cannot talk about the well. Sure can. No, you can't. She's a 'er ne'er-do-well. I have zero enemies. You are talented. You have so many enemies. Unspokenly, it's ridiculous. We have a small friend group. A relative oh, no. small un- friend group. Un- the amount of unspoken enemies. I have no enemies. Okay. 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 Not None that are in her immediate friend group. I have no one in my immediate friend group. Why? Because they're now your enemies. Because they're idiots. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the helpful hint of hope for the week. I want to dedicate to this episode. I think this was quite the adventure to get everybody here at this very table and i am so glad that it happened so thank you to my two co-hosts you are steven still stealing my things um thank you for coming i really appreciated having the both of you here and yeah it was it was good vibes all around i'm very surprised that nobody got throat punched (laughs) (laughs) and threatened it as well you did threaten it earlier i did but it's fine. Nothing happened. Nothing. All's well that ends well, guys. You have a lap. All right, good. I had a great, <laughs> I had a great time. Good. Me uh, too. You love being at the clubhouse? I love being at the clubhouse. There's one person too many for my taste. <laughs> I agree. I agree. This would be much more entertaining with just you and I. Just oh shooting the shit for an hour. Oh, you want to try to kick me off? Yeah. Paper girl, my name is on the show. It's on the show. Yeah. All right, so let's close out. What was everybody's favorite part of being here today? It not not everybody at the same time, please. Please. I know it was. it's a lot for you guys to take in. My favorite part of the show has been really understanding... <laughs> Steven's background. <laughs> and never having seen a WAP. A WAP at all. Personally. Personally. It answers a lot of questions that I have on my end. Absolutely. Uh, 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 I agree. As I concur. As I, I can agree. I, I can agree. concur. And Steven? 
Um, anything, anything, any final notes? You don't I'm have to just, give us your favorite. I'm just marinating a little bit. Final notes on the episode before we head out. I think it's great. I, I think Sabrina should not be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that she's going to. Um, as long as lunch is at 12.15 and not 12. <laughs> of course, she can, she can be invited back. You should do your homework. She's right about that. You should. I'll be um, ready next week. All right. Which actually brings us to next week's topics, which are very exciting. So we are going to be doing a little theme, a little theme show of sorts. We're going to be doing... You won't be here. <laughs> Throwback <laughs> Central. Yarn. We will figure out who is and is not going to be here. <laughs> um, we are going to be recapping One Tree Hill. Now, of course, there's like nine seasons. We're obviously not going to be recapping the whole thing. We're just going to be like giving our thoughts. We're going to be like going in, talking about it, getting all those nostalgic vibes in there. And then for the real, the peace day resistance, the chef's kiss of <laughs> cinematic experiences, the Lizzie McGuire movie. We have to because it's, uh, it's bonded us together for so long. Uh, I'm so excited for it as if she will be. <laughs> <laughs> If you have anything, honey, I have some news for you. If there's anything anything quirky or funny that you would like to say if you were here, you give it to me. I will say it. I want to just think about who contributed today. Uh, Uh, Who contributed? uh, Who contributed? I don't know. I mean, I I wasn't here. You weren't here. I wasn't here. I don't know who here. contributed. I guess right. we'll see on Tuesday. I guess right. we'll see on we We'll see how the edit pans out. We'll see who, who gets the better edit. No, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, kill. <laughs> I'll kill her off. I will be getting a sudden edit in Steven's mind <laughs> as always. I will kill you off. I will kill you off. <laughs> so we're going to be recapping Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, I'm I so fucking thing. excited for it. There's- so... As always, I want to say to my guest hosts, again, thank you guys so much for coming. You have given me so much extra work to do because this episode is so fucking long. So thank you so much. And for all of you, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And Andy, I'll see you soon.